0: might watch it when i'm not looking around you know it's those kind of things that if we don't speak up how are we going to expect anything to change you can't just sit here and expect the world Mm -hmm. to be different tomorrow if you're not willing to stand for what you think is right
1: can't relate to cancel culture hookup culture or victim culture well neither could we we created this platform for those other girls girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers enjoy hello everyone you are listening to those other girls with mallory and friends i'm mallory and we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values so today we have a really special guest we have pamela jean noble I'm super excited to interview her. We're going to get into some really cool topics, um, and it, it's going to be a great, great episode. So I'm going to read you guys her bio really quick. Um, starting at a young age, Pamela discovered a taste for the limelight on TV shows, and as they say, the rest is history. A balance in education with acting and singing, through high school and college years, Mrs. Noble found... Sorry, notification popped up. Um, I found success in movies, national commercials, and singing at venues like the famous House of Blues in California. Pamela also had a reoccurring role on Fuel TV's The Daily Habit. After a makeup artist suggested she try modeling, Pamela did one photo shoot and a new passion cultivated. She has done multiple campaigns for Skin Industries, FM, FHM, Maxim, Sports Illustrated, uh, mixed martial arts, clothing, uh, companies such as Tap Out and Jocko. She has an in-depth background in the MMA world and industry, along with a Bachelor's of Science in kin- kinology. Am I saying that right?
0: Kinesiology. Kinesi-
1: <laughs> yep. I knew I wasn't saying it right, but yeah. And what she said, from California State, San bernardino wow i should have read this earlier and she also has a black belt in taekwondo so she's a boss and probably the thing that she loves the most which we'll talk about is she's a wife and a mother and i am just so excited excited to have her here and we're just going to get into some really good conversation so pamela thank you so much for coming to the show
0: thank you for having me i'm so excited (laughs)
1: okay oh sorry i'm just i really like using the things but anyway i'm super excited to have you on
0: um is there anything else you want to tell us a little bit about more about yourself um i'm sure some of your listeners would be like hmm she did maxim and fhm and now she is a conservative christian so i'm sure there's going to be questions popping up about that i'm sure (laughs) yes I do have a couple
1: questions on that um so I guess let's just get into it so I guess my first question is just start I guess from backwards to I guess the beginning what made you become Christian conservative like what was it that what was there like a moment where you were like you know what I don't like what I'm doing I want to do something else or talk a little bit about that
0: yeah, so um, I actually went to Christian school from kindergarten to eighth grade at like a private Christian school. Um, however, my parents were not those people. Like, I think they just put me in because they wanted me to like learn morals and stuff like that. But my parents did not go to yeah. church. They like never did that any of that. A lot. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, I had like the base value, but I don't think I ha- ever actually had that like core, like... I prayed every night, those kind of things, because I didn't see my parents really doing it, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I always kind of felt like in a little outcast there because they were super like Christian conservative families. And that's just not how my family was growing up. Um, and I really quick. Yeah. Uh, really quick. I want to make a comment on
1: that. I saw. A couple of days ago on my Facebook, someone shared like some of the ways how people stay in the faith after turning 18. And one of them was that your parents were also like living the Christian life. They were being active in their faith. Like you saw them actually doing that. So that's very interesting um, that you didn't see that.
0: Yeah, I think it's so important for any child, if you're going to, I mean, if you're a Christian and you want your, your kids to grow Christian, then you have to be like exemplifying those qualities and the Christian behaviors and going to church and not just being, and, and not even just going to church, it's doing it outside of church. Cause I think there's so mm-hmm. way too many people who go to church on a Sunday and then they don't do anything the rest of the week, but they're like, but I went to church on Sunday. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah, so basically, I mean, my life just took a twist. I think I was very, you know, um, into myself and, you know, what the next success was. And I think to some part it did shape me um, into a better person in some ways. But I think a lot of it was trying to get attention that I maybe didn't get growing up or I wasn't Mm, like the popular pretty person. And so I think a part of me wanted that attention through what I was doing, which is not, you know, looking back now, it's not gonna, you know, get me (laughs) anywhere. Um, But yeah, so my husband actually grew up Catholic. And when I was pregnant with my son, um, we, it was really weird, because we just had like this moment where we both kind of like, looked at each other. And It was like i've been feeling like i want to go to church and he was like i've actually been thinking about it but i didn't know how you were going to react because you know he did he was going to catholic church every single sunday or anything like that so Um, Yeah, we both had this moment and one of my bridesmaids and her husband are super close, you know, to God and their family is amazing in faith. And they told us, well, why don't you check out our church? And it's been such a blessing ever since we've gone. And I'm in like the women's group there now and all these different things. So it was just uh, I think it was everything that had happened to that moment literally led us to that and led us to we go to calvary hills uh Ch- Ch- calvary chapel chino hills so it i think everything oh. was yeah you know that yeah church? i definitely
1: heard of that yeah yeah one of my really good friends uh, i live in charlotte and one of my really good friends her family went there and she talks about that church all the time uh, charlie kirk has spoken at that church yeah too, right hasn't he? Yeah. yeah they did a love life conference there i know all about that that's really cool yeah wow. we love it praise there. god
0: it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've only heard positive things, but anyway, sorry, I keep going. <laughs> no, you're fine. So that's basically it. You know, it's just been, uh, we, we try to, We go every Sunday. Um, sometimes we try to go Wednesdays, but that's kind of hard with the baby's bedtime. So we don't want really make it there. Yeah. Um, but I'm in the, the women's group on Friday mornings and it's just been really amazing to see it. Not only the changes through myself and my husband, but now going through, our son, because like he's not even two yeah. yet, and he says that he wants to read the Bible that we have like in his room. Oh, that's He'll, so good. Yeah, I'll say Bible because he knows when it's book time, he gets to choose his book, and he says church and Jesus, and so all these things that, like, you know, you can be so successful in life, but if your children aren't successful, I don't feel like as a parent, you truly are successful because, right, everything that you Ooh, do up until that moment of when you send your baby off on their own at, you know, 18, 21, whatever it may be, is leading to that. So if your baby is like lost in the world, then I don't know, you know, you could have done everything you wanted, but obviously something did not end up in the right direction. So, yeah. Well, I mean, even in the Bible, um, it
1: talks about, I think it was Samuel, his sons were not following God and, God or yeah, weren't following God and God recommended him for that. Like the Bible says, raise your what is it? Raise your child in the way he should go so he will not depart from it. Something like that. I didn't quote properly, but the idea is though, like you are supposed to raise your children in a way that is Christ honoring and you are supposed to lead them like your example is to lead them to heaven type of Mm -hmm.
0: thing. No, definitely. Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, (laughs) I was just going to say, I think, you know, a part of me is happy that I did everything that I did because it's also one of those things that I can show my son one day and be like, look, mommy was doing things for not always the right reasons. And luckily, thank goodness. I never did anything crazy besides bikinis. Uh, But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, mom had great success, but also she wasn't close to God and she was lost in the world, you know, and that's a great way for me to be able to describe to him, you know, everything that I did. And um, luckily, like I said, there's nothing that I can look back and be like oh I really don't want him to see that <laughs> but it's a great life lesson to be able to teach him like yeah sometimes if you don't have those life, life lessons the child doesn't know any different mm-hmm. because if their per- parents were always perfect and you know never did anything I mean it's or don't some- even talk about what they did too exactly some parents
1: act
0: some kids have no idea that their
1: parents were living a life in sin before they just think their parents were perfect and the parents don't ever correct them
0: yeah, definitely. And it's important, I think, for kids to see that parents make mistakes too. Like, the worst thing we can mm-hmm. do is constantly be telling them, no, you need to apologize, you need to do this. But, parents, we make mistakes every single day with raising our children. So, um, I always tell him if I, you know, if I even if I got frustrated with him, like, I am so sorry, mommy got frustrated, you know, that's not okay because he needs to know if I'm going to expect him to say, I'm sorry about things that I need to say, I'm sorry when I'm wrong too.
1: Yeah. No, that's all 100%. You're so right. Because when I feel like at least I'll say for myself, when I was growing up, I feel like my parents never really talked a little bit about how like they made mistakes. And I remember thinking my parents were perfect. And then as I got older, obviously, I'm sure they were waiting for more appropriate time. But I do remember thinking my parents were perfect. Like I used to think my parents were perfect. And my dad knew every single thing. (laughs) I did not. I thought, like he was in encyclopedia. I remember the first time like he didn't know something. I was like, I what do you mean you don't know? Like that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's really good for parents to just be very relatable, maybe is the right word, or just to be very real. That's probably a better word. To be very real with their kids. So another thing, so you and your husband both, when you were pregnant, that's when you guys decided that Let's go back to church. Do you think that had something to do with it? When you started thinking about, okay, you're going to be raising a child. You have to figure out, like, how I, is my child going to their morals? Things like that. Do you think that had anything to do with it?
0: Well, we had always said, luckily, like, because we talked about kids, like, on our first date. So we had always said, luckily, oh, that, like, a chi- our child needed to be, like, going to church or Bible study or something even before we were doing it. Um, because we thought exactly that, that it really helps with the morals and the foundation of right and wrong. Um, so I think that had already been on our brain for quite a long time. Um, and my husband has always been Republican, conservative, all that stuff. I was more the one who, like... Didn't understand. I like, I remember like distinctly, it was literally probably only like four years ago of uh, like being like, I don't know the difference between Republican and Democrat. And he's like explaining it to me. Cause I've always just been like, well, I just vote for like what I feel like is right. And like, what I you know yeah, the, the, yeah. the plan that I support and all this stuff. And luckily he, have, he never broke up with me over that. Cause I feel like there's like, thoughts <laughs> in his mind about it. Um, where now I'm like, almost more i mean i listen to podcasts every single day conservative podcasts and i try to stay so in the loop because now i know that it's not just well kind of how my old mindset was well like it's not affecting me um but Mm -hmm. everything affects my son now so i have to stay up to date with every single law that's getting passed every like thing that's going on whether it's not even in my state because eventually it could come in my state well our state's not that great anyway so I don't know why I'm trying to pretend like if something else comes in our state but <laughs> if like something comes in our state you like, still want to know <laughs> yeah I want to know and I want to <laughs> I want to be able to talk about these things and be educated mm-hmm. with it. where before like I swear you could have probably asked. Me, actually I do know this is true and I'm going to sound like everyone's going to be like she's the biggest blonde ever um <laughs> When uh Biden was first up, this is how much I did not pay attention to politics when I was little. And they're like, uh, yeah, he used to be the vice president. I was like, who is he vice president <laughs> Oh, I okay, no so you are
1: that, that out of the loop. Okay, <laughs> I mean, no judgment, you're that's no longer you, no, no judgment, but I okay. did
0: make that big of an impact that I didn't know his name because I feel like I was pretty Maybe... good with all the <laughs> other presidents, but wow. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. Um, Well, what I was going to say, though, is I think a lot of people, especially women, are kind of like that still. I mean, there's some. a lot of people have become more politically aware, but I think a lot of people are still like that, and that's one thing that, like, I really want this podcast to be whenever we do our political episodes, just to be an easy and digestible explaining what's going on because a lot of people really, especially young people, young single people are just kind of like – Eh, I'll do whatever like it doesn't really affect me people don't realize that especially your local politics Mm -hmm. they don't realize how it affects I mean your taxes these prices of everything has gone up don't get me started on just regular food I went to this is going to sound very first world problems but I went to the nail salon to get my um someone blessed me with um a gift certificate to get my nails done. And I went to my regular person and they had a sign that was like, um, everything is $2 more, which $2 isn't that big of a deal, but it's just a sign of the times. Like everything's $2 more. Sorry for the inconvenience. That's what it said. And it's just like, but that has to do with, I mean, all that trickles down from politics and I don't think people realize that.
0: No, completely. And I think we're, especially if somebody is, like I said, dual well, as long as it doesn't affect me, They don't realize that Mm -hmm. it may not affect you in this moment, but everything could change in six months. So that's why you have to pay attention now, you know, because so many people, I think, me included, have been in this category where you're like, well, like what they're doing, is it going to ever affect me? And that was like five years ago where everything that I thought five years ago could never affect me is happening right now and could affect my child beyond that, you know, so.
1: Yeah. And I just really want women to care more And I think it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's not our fault, but I just think sometimes we just weren't, not everybody, like, I'm super into politics, like, been my, pretty much my whole life. So I realize that, like, I'm an exception to that rule in the sense of, like, it consumes my life, but I just wish sometimes more people could be, like, at least more caring about it like i have a friend who love her to death but like it's just tiny things that i'm the one like okay don't forget you gotta vote today and which is fine like i'm more than happy to do that but i just wish because not everybody's going to have a friend like that for mm-hmm. someone so there's mary sue out there who doesn't have that friend so i just wish that we could all be more interested what was it was it your son that really got you to be more um on top of it or
0: was there another event that happened um, well, definitely my son. And I think, um, so he was born three months into COVID. So, or oh wow. the sea world. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to get, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, so it was, I think we're 16 minutes
1: and I think we're good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he, um, you know, a lot changed in my life, like overnight because, you know, I was always figuring like, having to do maternity modeling when I'm pregnant and all these different things. And um, the Hollywood shut down, everything shut down. I, there was a point where we didn't even know if my husband could be in the room when I was having him until like the day before, oh. because the, it was like an up and down every single day. Like I remember asking on my 40 week appointment if my husband was gonna be allowed and they're gonna be like, we'll see, you know, it depends on what happens. So I think so um. much was happening in the world And so much was affecting so many people that that's probably what sparked it. And then Mm -hmm. the more craziness just like kept coming out and kept happening. And, um, I think my husband might have played me a podcast I think it was Ben Shapiro. I'm not positive. And at first I was like, this guy's way too smart. He talks way too fast. I don't want to listen to this every day. There's no way That's that ben I Shapiro. could <laughs> there's no way that I could do this. And funny enough, I listen to him every single day now. But um I, yeah, I think it was like little like he kind of like started just like giving me a little taste of it and it's hilarious now because I'll be like, Did you know what's happening? And he says I like, know like half the time more now than he does i'm sure he loves it though because i can actually like hold a conversation (laughs) with him and hold my own on it um but that's what's funny is i'm so current now that i feel like i almost am trying to like relearn like history in the past that way i can not just be able to talk about now but in the past but to your point of women i still go back to it's almost like christian i think if your parents are not doing like into politics and feeding you in. I don't know how you would know because it was kind of like that with my parents. Like they never talked politics, like besides them voting for the president, I never even heard about them voting or being like, you know, we need to go to the PTA to see what's going on with your school or the city council. Like it was never anything like that. So I think if you're not grown up with it, or you don't have that spark of interest initially anyways, because I hated history, like that was not going to be yeah. a spark of interest <laughs> in my life, um, then I think you're not going to know any better, or it's going to take something that truly affects your life for you to be like, hold on, like, let me see what's going on to really get your interest going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a very good point because I know my parents, they weren't like super into politics, but we definitely paid attention to things and my mom always signed us up for like little civic things at the library. So we definitely Mm. wow, that's a very good point. Um, transitioning a little bit to Hollywood. First, (laughs) I kinda want your opinion on it's kind of old news, but it's still like a relevant topic. On the Kim Kanye on Kanye not wanting his daughter to be on TikTok? Like, what are your thoughts on just, like, children in that arena, I guess?
0: Yeah. So, I am totally on Kanye's side. I feel like they're too young. They've already been exposed to too much as it is, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it really takes I away. can't even imagine. Yeah, because you have to figure they've been, these kids have been filmed or at least seen cameras in their homes at all times. And that's not normal so to them that is normal and i think at some point as a parent if you're going to be on reality tv which more power to you if that's what you know you think you need to do but i think you also need to pull them aside that sometimes and be like this is not normal baby like i want you to know that um we are blessed to be on this thing called a tv show but Having cameras around isn't all the time, but we're going to try to, like, make sure we have family time with no cameras around so that way you know that this is not how every child is raised. I don't know, something like that, because it can be so easy in that environment to think what is going around you is normal. And until I think you've been to another country or, like, seen Mm -hmm. something like that, that's just how you think everybody lives. And I don't think that's the right way to... Children. I think you have to, like, have those talks, which I'm sure some parents will disagree with me and be like, they're not going to understand what you're saying. But if you repeat it enough and saying, like, this is not normal, like, mommy and daddy can mm-hmm. pay for anything and not worry, but not every child is like this. I think it has to be, like, ingrained in their head to truly be appreciative. But, like, my son, I will not give him social media until I don't even know when. I actually heard of a parent that gave their kid $500 a year to stay off of social media for seven years. So it was like probably on wow. their teenage years to like 18, I'm assuming 13 to whatever. Um, and so it was like $3,500. And I was like, I would do that because guess what? That $500 is not going into their hands. It's probably going into a bank account, which would be the smartest thing right. possible. $500 is nothing on the grand scheme of things. If you had to buy them a phone, so you're like right. honestly saving money <laughs> at that point. Um, it's probably what you would spend. I could give them internet access on their phone for that year anyways. Um, and I just think we're in such a like crazy time. I hear parents talk about it all the time. It's like, well, I had to get my kid a phone because everybody else in their class gave him a phone. It's like, no, you don't. Like you don't have to do yeah. that. Like this is crazy that like, yeah. these are the kind of expectations that we have. Cause I feel like if he came home, I would hate to say it because I hated it when my parents did it to me, but I'd be like, tough luck, dude. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like, you can use your mommy's phone in front of her so she can see what you're doing. But just because every other kid has it does not mean that you're getting it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. No, you're so right. I thought about that, too. Like, my cousin got an iPad at, like, six or something. And I just remember thinking, like, that's so... Why would you do, like no judgment to my cousin for giving her kid that? But I was just like, that's so like six years old, that's just too young. There's no reason, there's no reason for social media or anything like that at that age.
0: Well, and I think no we have to realize life, that once again, we are the parents, you know, and you have to, take yeah, that control. Granted, I am not at that age yet. i like, my kid is about to be two in a couple months, so parents are probably like, uh huh, but um, <laughs> I well, like, no, truly, like, you have to have a backbone exactly and i'm we're in such a day and age where it's like give them what they want everybody else has it they need to feel cool i don't want to deal with it i think is the big one and to me like i only have so many years to get this right you know and i only have so many years to make sure that my child doesn't grow up a spoiled brat because we don't give him everything like i it's this is this is crazy to me so he's gonna be two and three months and I've had multiple people ask, oh, are you going to throw him a birthday party? And I was like, no, we had a birthday party last year. Like for one, it was a big one. Like we had one. And they're like, oh, well, but he didn't really remember. And I'm like, exactly. That's like, this is like the <laughs> prime time to not be implementing a birthday party every single year because he's going to expect it every single year. So we've decided yeah. when he was only a couple months old that he's getting a birthday party At like the big one. So we did one. We're going to do like five, ten. And besides that, we're doing family experiences on his birthday. That's what he's going to know growing up. It's not going to be a house full of presents when he grows up. It's too much of keeping up with the Joneses. And I don't want him to think, oh, I'm going to wake up on my birthday and I'm going to have 20 presents downstairs. Like, no, honey, that's just not how it's going to work in this household. So I think parents really have to. Take a step back sometimes. I know, once again, hi in the realm of Instagram, but you do not need to do everything to keep up with that next person that's posting because if that's not in the benefit of your child, you're really doing them a disservice trying to have that Instagram photo. You know, I don't know if that made sense.
1: Yeah. But. No, it did because I felt like a lot of those things. Because when you said that, I was like, I personally love birthday parties, so I was like, oh my gosh, and then they're not going to have the pictures, and it's like, wait, that's not what a part, like, that's not about your birthday, like, having the picture, having the big two, that's not what the birthday's about. The birthday is just celebrating your child, and you can do that on a family trip to Great Wolf Lodge, or a family trip to the mountains, like, it doesn't have to be this big thing, but in the age of social media, I feel like a lot of us are conditioned to be like, oh, gotta think about the picture, because I know I do that, and a lot of things and i'm trying to like wean off of that um especially you know trying to grow an account and things like that i'm always thinking okay what about the picture what about the picture but then you miss enjoying life and you like you said you're keeping up with the joneses or the kardashians however you want to say it
0: (laughs) i think the best like success advice that i've heard is like you are never going to be the top dog now that does not mean to not strive to get there but there is always going to be somebody who has a better car than you. There's always going to be somebody who has a better house than you and is going on a better vacation than you. And their kids have a whole room full of toys that you could never imagine. So if you get out of that mindset that you have to worry about, like what the other person is doing, your life is so much more fulfilled because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you're never going to have the best of any everything. Even the richest person on the world probably goes to somebody else's yacht at some point. It has a bigger yacht than they do, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it's just important to remember, yes, you want to be successful. You want to strive for amazing things, but you can't get lost in the what's next of material things because it's so easy, especially for your children to think that, okay, well, I'm, you know, not cool enough at school if I don't have those new sneakers because my, I know my parents are going to buy them for me anyway. So um, just kind of getting them into the same mind frame of being grateful for what you have. And when you do get something, to be super thankful for it because I, the day that he is not thankful, he's not getting anything anymore. because I yeah. can't, I'm not going to have that child that's growing up who expects anything the moment we go to the store and you know has a whole room with toys that he never plays with that's just pointless to me
1: yeah no that's so true and one thing um and then I have another question but one thing I want to just add to what you said I think this a lot of what you're saying is what family is like this is these things become once you have and you can have this like outside of a husband and a child but a lot of this comes from having something greater than material things. I feel like a lot of times when all you have is your material things, all you have is your car. All you have is your clout on Instagram. All you have is your nice necklace or whatever. I don't know. I'm just naming things. When all you have is that, that's all you kind of obsess over. Yeah. And once you realize you get out of that and you think of uh, and you're able to have other like deeper, more meaningful things, mm-hmm. other things like material just does not matter. It becomes
0: just irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important but, for people to have nice things, you know, not I'm not right. saying like name brands, but just nice things, because I think you treat nice right. things that you say for better when you like had to work for it, like I I know our furniture, like the first scratch it had, I was like, oh my god, because <laughs> like worked for our furniture that had come in our house. But um, it it does teach your even your kids to like save to buy something and then yeah. treat it so much better because they know they had to work for it or do chores for how many weeks, whatever it is. Um, so I don't think materialist like so that's the wrong word. I think materialistic to me is like labels luxury. Having nice things is not a bad thing. It's just if it consumes your life of what is going to be next is the bad thing.
1: Yeah, and we all know what that looks like, especially in your own personal life. We all know when our life, when something has crossed over that line, where it it started consuming you. And I think, like you were saying, just, you know, realizing that and pivoting away from that. Um, So another question back to whenever you started after high school and college and you, did you move to California or did you grow up in California?
0: Yeah, so I always grew up in California. I started acting okay. at like four or five.
1: Okay, so you started really young. So what made you want to do
0: that? Um, so my parents did not push me like the normal story. I actually basically pointed at a TV and told them I wanted to do that. And, um, I Aww, won a singing competition on a cruise as well, which is what I think like in my dad's head was like, oh, she might be good at this. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wait um, a minute. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like people telling us she kind of like is pretty good. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> that kind of like got everything started, but I always went to regular, um, school. So I regular Middle school, high school, and college, Um, which if you're, like, in the Hollywood industry, normally you get taken out of school and you get homeschooled or get your GED. That way you're not having to worry about that. So a lot of times I wasn't able to work as much as I would book or as much as I wanted to because I would be, like, this close to being held back from missing too many days in school because in regular school, that's a thing, you know. You can't just, like, take off whatever So, um, yeah, so I definitely like my, I feel like my resume isn't like always humongous, but I think the, what I got out of going to regular school was very, made me very like humble in some ways, because I feel like if you're not, uh, if you're not basically like teased at some point or any of those kind of like life things that happen, it becomes very easy to just to be like, oh, like, especially if you're getting raised on set, like some of these kids like, oh, I'm amazing. And like, look at how I, say, I and all these yeah. different things. So.
1: Yeah, honestly, God probably protected you a little bit, too, that you weren't like all that in like you were kind of uh, since you had to go to actual school. Do you think your parents did that on purpose or they were just kind of like? no, she needs to go to school.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, um, obviously since I was in that Christian school until eighth grade that, um, you know, kept that at least foundation for as long as that was. So, uh, I think if it wasn't for that, then who knows what could have happened if I was pulled out, let's say at like fifth grade, you know, and then raised on set. So I think it was definitely a blessing in disguise
1: yeah so after college um when you started doing i guess you could say more mature is that kind of when you started doing more mature content or what are you
0: um i was probably in like my early 20s when i would get asked to do like men's magazines and different things like that um yeah i would say early 20s what was something that surprised you about that world Um, how sleazy people can be. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Because obviously, yes, I was in like bikinis and stuff like that. Like I said, I never did more than that. Um, but at the end of the day, it is still like you were hired for a job and it was surprising to me because yeah, I may have done that, but I still had like my own morals that like I wasn't willing to compromise. Um, I've even been on an audition before where the casting director or producer, I don't remember which one it was, but he was like, well, we should go to dinner after this casting and we should talk about the role. And I was thinking at like, whatever young age I was like, no, (laughs) like that does not sound good because (laughs) if you want to talk to me about it, we can talk right
1: here. Like there's really not a thing. Is that not what we're doing now?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think that was, somewhat of a surprise and i also feel horrible for like the girls who are that naive because a it's either that naive to think that um they really want to talk to you whatever it may be um or that they're that naive to do those things just to get the job instead of just doing it you know if i'm not good enough then i'm not good enough you know it's it's fine. Tell me, no, I've heard it a hundred times. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Maybe sometimes, but not all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I, well, first also, before I go to this question, I want to say, I respect you a lot. The fact that you, cause I figure out how to word this. Like the fact that it was just bikinis and you still feel as if you could have, that was not what you should have been doing. I respect that a lot. Cause there's, people who do not think that who would be like oh no that's at least I wasn't naked or whatever and I, I respect that you you consider that um something that you wish you had not done I respect that a lot
0: um I just wanted to say that no thank you oh go ahead I, think, you gonna it, say something? I think it's the way the shots were so like I could take a picture now yeah. as a mom in a bikini and it wouldn't it, it wouldn't faze me to put it on my Instagram but I think right. it's it's the poses, the faces, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff so more of it. Yeah. yeah. Well I respect that. Because
1: no, seriously, I, I feel like a lot of people would not even feel um feels that they could have done better in that regard. I so I seriously that's I think that's great. Um and then so my next question is um I should have written it down. Okay, so I asked about, um, so, okay, so if you had a tip for someone who was interested in going to Hollywood, like if someone's listening, and they are a Christian, and they're conservative, and they're like, well, I really want to do acting, I really want to model some, what are, what's a tip? Well, how about two tips that you would give them?
0: So, number one, I would say don't live in L.A., live on the outskirts and <laughs> drive in like I do. Um, <laughs> I think um, it's so easy, especially when you first move there to get sucked in. Like luckily I never lived there, but I've had enough friends that I've heard and seen the experiences. It's so easy to get sucked in. And like, you know, there's a club open every single night and it, you know, somebody who knows somebody who can get you in free. So what's the big deal? And then it becomes like a, an everyday thing and it's either you lose sight of your dream because of just having a circle around you that wants to, you know, have fun along with many other things that happen. Um or I think it's really easy to like get the job, like the waitress, the bartending job, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know, you're working so many hours and working late nights, and then you're not able to go on those auditions and you're not. And so it's like the dream is lost, right? Because it's just yeah. you're in LA surrounding it and you're seeing all these other people do it. But to actually like make the time, be dedicated, not be going out. It's okay to network, but I think it's so easy to get into like the bar club scene down there. Um, so that would be one thing. And I think the other... Would be to when you finally like get an agent or a manager to make sure that they really align with your beliefs. Like you don't have to go in there and mm. like re- cite Bible verses or anything like that. But say like <laughs> I'm not willing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not willing to do this. I'm not willing to do this and this because there'll be agents and managers that drop you right off the bat from doing that. And it's better for you to know now than them to be submitting you and you be going on all these different castings. And then you book something to find out that you don't even want the part because you don't like it or agree with it, whatever it may be. So I think those are probably the two biggest tips to save you time and money.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are good. Anyone listening, if you're interested, I mean, we say on this podcast all the time, I really want are the only way we're going to quote unquote fix hollywood or like be more interesting as christian conservatives is if we use our talents that we have so acting for example and we just happen to be christian and conservative instead of just being a christian conservative actress which is fine but it just feels like a lot of time our famous people for example i'll just use candace owens we all know candace owens we all enjoy listening to her podcast watching her show But she's known as the conservative as opposed to being a talk show host that happens to be conservative. I think the only way we're going to get more people to pay attention, the only way we're going to get touched more lives, the only way we're going to get better stories in general is if we use our gifts that we have and we just happen to be Christian and conservative. And that's not saying to, you know, play it down. Not saying that at all. Play it up if you need to. But that's just also saying this is your talent. Cause I mean, the Bible says also too, that uh, it says the part about we all are different parts of the body. So some people are the hands, people are the feet, people are the head. And if we're using all parts of the body and we're doing that working together, we can get so much more done. We can change lives. We can help people. We can bring more people to Christ. So yeah, that's great. That um, it's great that you are doing that. It's great that you are like, willing to talk and have these conversations, I just, I really appreciate this. And I think that people listening are going to appreciate your perspective because like I said, we just, it's just refreshing and good to hear people who are more of the quote unquote celebrities that actually have, um, that are Christian and conservative, I guess that's, that's great. Um, one other, well, technically two more questions transitioning a little bit again disney what are your thoughts <laughs> um you i'm sure you've heard <laughs> yeah about the getting rid of ladies and gentlemen the 50 percent lgbtqa plus blah, blah blah um what are your thoughts as yeah speak right yeah if you will. so
0: it it <laughs> makes me fume for sure. Because obviously, once again, I grew up where that wasn't really a thing. My parents didn't really really, right. really worry about what I was watching or anything like that. Um, and we have Disney passes for Disneyland. Um, oh yeah, so, wow. Yeah, so a part of me, it just, it really upsets me because it's, it's so weird in the day and age that we're in where somebody else's personal beliefs they think that they can just put them on everybody else and that we have to accept yeah. it. And I don't quite understand that because they get so upset when we say that they're wrong and that, you know, these are the conservative values you should have. So I don't see how they don't understand the mindset of like, but you're doing the same yeah. thing when you say we're wrong and we just have to accept yours, but you won't accept ours. Um So, yeah, when I heard that, like, leaked call, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wish I could be in that room right now. This is so, like, ridiculous. Um, I've actually had a lot of moms reach out to me, too, because they know that we have the Disney passes. Um, And I said, you know, here's where I stand on it. I'm never going to get Disney Plus. Like, that's out of the question now, because now I can't, I can't always know what he's watching is going to be fine. Right, You can't just leave it on. Yeah, exactly. Leave the room. Yeah. Um, But I said, I, I'm not going to just like not take him to Disneyland when we have passes. My thing though. And the only reason why I even justify it is I have amazing memories of going to Disneyland when I was little. And if Mm -hmm. I can give those memories to my son and not have him equate it to Disneyland, but I have these memories with my mom going to the place which just so happens to be Disney. I need to give that to him because, you know, once again, I only have so many years if he happens to go to regular school, which I don't know if that's going to happen at this point, but if he has yeah. <laughs> to go to regular school to really build this bond where when he is a mm-hmm. teenager, he knows he can come to tell me anything because he knows mommy's a safe place um so yeah i i i'm struggling with it internally because a part of me wants to be like we I shouldn't get we disney anything yeah like, oh, yeah. like I, a part of me wants to be like we like don't use the disneyland passes anymore but at the same time i know that he's young enough right now like he he wouldn't even know why we're not going you know so it's not really right. like pulling a stance to him if he was let's say five eight and this happened and he's like but why aren't we going to disneyland anymore i'd be like well they're doing some not so great things that you know can affect you and you can kind of like go through the conversation with them so yeah it's just like an internal battle it it definitely makes me angry i think it's so not right i think it's ridiculous that every corporation now like does this virtue signaling to basically say like Mm -hmm. but look at how amazing we are because at the end of the day, I think these corporations forget like when you have stockholders, we are you work for us, you know? It's obviously not yeah. to like the full extent, but like Elon Musk just proved it with Twitter. Like if I have a high enough stake, like lord, I wish I was a billionaire cuz I would buy tons of Disney stock and be like guess what, you work for me now and we're not putting those on the air, but if you're a Disney stockholder, the best thing I can say to you is you need to be going to these shareholder meetings that they invite you to. And you need to speak up because the problem is, is that we're so in this age that everybody else can say everything, but we are told that we have to be quiet. And until we start mm-hmm. speaking up for what we think is wrong, nothing is going to change because why do they need to change anything? Nobody's causing enough fuss to do anything. I think at the, this past year with the PTA meetings and I'm going on a rant now and I apologize, but the PTA no, no, meetings love proved that when parents speak up, people start to be afraid, you know? And so if you think this is wrong, what Disney's doing and you're a Disney shareholder, I am not, you know, so they're not going to invite me to the shareholder meeting. They're not going to listen to what I have to say, but you, anything of a company that you don't like, if you're a shareholder, if you're a customer whatever it is, Like, better believe I'm still going to write in at least because I have Disney passes and say, like, I can't believe your employees are saying that they can put whatever they want into these TV shows. And my two year old might watch it when I'm not looking around. You know, it's those kind of things that if we don't speak up, how are we going to expect anything to change? You can't just sit here and expect the world Mm -hmm. to be different tomorrow if you're not willing to stand for what you think is right
1: mm-hmm no i i completely agree with everything you just said i want to add um on facebook today i saw someone they had ticket they have a pass as well and they were going back and forth whether they should get rid of their pass apparently i haven't heard it but i'm going to listen to it megan kelly had an a former exec on her show or something like that and the only thing that will make a change is the shareholders mm-hmm. us not doing disney plus she said people who are doing disney plus people who aren't going in that doesn't really affect them because it's not enough mm-hmm. but if their shareholders did something that would affect them so that kind of should make you feel a little bit better and then also too like you said anybody listening that just happens to be a shareholder that happens to have stock in the company this is just also like a call to action like this
0: is the time to actually try to do something i mean uh, try to like make a difference if If anybody who doesn't know what Elon Musk just did, he literally proved that this can be done in any company. It just takes enough people to do it. Obviously not everyone's going to be able to buy almost the entire majority of the company like he did. But if enough people stand up, they're going to be like, oh, wow, we really can't push these buttons anymore. We can't keep pushing this envelope anymore because people are literally saying that they've had enough. I mean, we should still be raising like raising Kane for the fact that they're not saying boys and girls anymore. Like, are you kidding me? No. Like Mickey not yeah. saying boys and girls. Like once again, if you were offended by that, you are getting way too offended by things. Like if you weren't offended by it 20 years ago, there's no reason why you should be offended. Now move on with your day. This is why we should never give out participation trophies. Like your feelings are going to get hurt sometime <laughs> in the world and you have to brush your shoulders off, stand back up and move on with your life. Like if I stopped every single time I got a no in casting or I got turned down for a job or I got made fun of in high school, I would not be who I am today. Like you need to get hurt sometimes or your feelings need to get a little hurt for you to be a stronger individual. And we've let them even their- Go ahead.
1: Well, I'm just going to say, sorry, really quick, I was going to say, or even just have a real life experience. I feel like if you have other things going on in your life, someone saying ladies and gentlemen is not going to affect you. Like, I feel like if you have real troubles, if you're trying to start a business and if you are trying to start a podcast, you're not going to be concerned about someone saying ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you actually have like goals, that's just exactly my two cents.
0: (laughs) No, I completely agree with you. I think it's just, it's such a... A weird day and age, and that's why I think I'm so strict already on, like, how my vision is of how I want Aiden to be as he grows up because, like, don't get me wrong, I want him to be the gentlest, sweetest, caring boy as he grows up, but I also want him to know, like, guess what? Like, once you're, like, a little bit older and you fall... There's going to be times where I'm going to be like, you're okay, you know, and I might give you a little tap Mm -hmm. on the back, but it's not going to be these full on hugs as it is. And it's, it's not going to be anytime soon because he's still not old enough to know. But when like he's three, four, five, yeah, there's going to be times I give him that hug and I give him that consoling, but there also needs to be times where it's like, baby, that wasn't even that like, you're not even bleeding. You're fine. Like nothing's broken. Yeah. Let's keep playing. Because without those kind of moments Like, this is why we have, I think, the kids that we have today where they expect everything. They think that Mm -hmm. they should be handed everything. And that if their feelings are ever hurt, that we need to stop the world. And I think for some things that we do, but not everything. And I think we're too much into this age where we're going to stop everything if somebody's feelings are hurt.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's crazy that this generation... Well, it's not crazy because... It's crazy what's happening, but it makes sense because we just really haven't gone through anything. I mean, now I feel like we have, but like before uh, the Miss Rona came by, I feel like we never really had, at least I feel like I, I mean, I had hardships. Like, you know, I was bullied, but I really didn't like now as a 27 year old who is buy a single income trying to get groceries. Like now I have real issues. Now I'm like trying mm-hmm. to really do that. Also trying to start a business and things like that. Um, But thankfully my parents didn't raise me to be super entitled. So I don't have those. I'm not upset over ladies and gentlemen, but my whole point is like, there's other people out there like me who kind of, we didn't really have it that hard. We didn't have a yeah. war. We didn't have, you know, most of us grew up middle-class. Like I don't know too many people um, that didn't grow up like pretty much middle-class like middle to upper middle class and that could just be my circle, but like for the most part, a lot of us didn't have that many struggles. So like because of that, we're kinda of, I think just we're soft. Where I forgot who I think it's Maj, the black guns rights guy. He always calls people squishy. I think we're very just a squishy, squishy. generation because we just hadn't had yeah. <laughs> Cause we just haven't had anything really up until now. I think now at least if you're not concerned about pronouns like that i feel like now we kind of have some you know we're in the middle of a economic crisis but that's another episode um (laughs) but yeah so no you're right though it's a lot of it is just the entitlement and it's just it causes you to care more about things that just should not matter
0: should not matter the Um, feelings hurt is the big one like the fact that we, yeah. we have to like bend down anytime one person's feelings is hurt. I'm just like, this is not our, our great grandparents would be rolling over in their graves right now if they saw something. Yeah. Like
1: oh, yeah, for sure. And you're right. Like, obviously be kind and nice to people, but there's just certain things that, as a person who is receiving it, you just kind of got to. Dang, that stinks, And then you just gotta push forward and move on. I mean, the best, the best revenge is just being successful. So, like, mm-hmm. if someone you know someone says something you don't like, then just be su- more successful than them. There's no reason to ha- cause this big ruckus. That, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add before I ask you the last like big question? Is there anything specific you want to get into, or um, I think
0: if you like you said, you're not like super into politics or maybe you're starting to get interested in it. I think especially in today's day and age, you really need to, and I'm not saying like dive in where you need to be spending four or five hours a day doing this, but you really need to start um, seeing what bills are trying to be passed in your state. Um, I mm-hmm. think that's been the biggest thing. And I've now been, you know, like listening to podcasts and conservative and like really diving in to be able to hold <laughs> my own on conversations for like two years now.
1: Welcome, Yeah, welcome. welcome. <laughs> but
0: the, the last six months seeing these bills that are trying to be like sneakily put in to legislation and how crazy they are verbiage wise and what it would actually mean if they pass Like you need to figure out what's going on. And if it is something that truly speaks to you, we have plenty right now going on in California and better believe anytime I see one that I'm like, this will not pass in my state. I call up my congressman and I tell them, you know, or I do the email, whatever it is. I think um, too Mm -hmm. many people think, well, like one voice, like what is that going to do? Trust me. If they get an overwhelming, you know, votes or are not votes I should say calls emails all these different calls mm-hmm. methods into into their um, boxes they will not vote for that to be passed because they need your vote to be voted back in mm-hmm. to Congress so um, make sure and that if there's anything going these on in your state these people in office work for us and all they care about is staying in office so if they know that too many people mm-hmm. disagree with something they will not vote to pass it so I think that's the big thing that I would say is make sure that you like, even if you're not like super dived in two hands in to like, you know, politics, start looking at what's going through. Cause we have some that have been trying to happen right now. And like what it could do to our state that's already going downhill is insane to me that, that, and it really speaks to the evil in this world on what is really going on. So I would just say, start taking a look, maybe even if it's just once a week of what's going on. And if there's something that you don't like, or you disagree with to actually reach out and do your part to make sure that you're telling your local person that you do not agree with it.
1: That's good. That's good. Um, so it's kind of the exact same question, but not really. Okay. Um, if every girl in the entire world was listening right now, every single girl, And you can tell them one thing and it doesn't have to be about politics. It could be about literally anything, or it could be about politics. What would you tell them? What
0: advice would you give? I guess that's better. Um, Every single girl, no pressure. So I'm going to go with this because I feel like even if you're single, married or a mom, it can actually affect your day. Um, It's so easy to get frustrated with your child, your husband, your daily life chores business everything that you have going on and to start building a sort of negativity or resentment or where you notice you get madder quicker because you know you were already mad an hour prior um, and I think the best thing that you can do is either get on your Bible app like I have you version or say a quick prayer, or, you know, sometimes I just do the like, Lord, give me patience right now. Um, (laughs) Because I saw even myself, especially in like the newborn phase, becoming so like resentful when my husband would just get to go to the store and I have like a baby passed out on me, breastfeeding. Um, And I saw myself becoming a version of me that I didn't like and i very quickly fixed it but i know it's not that easy for everyone but your life will be so much better if on those frustrating moments you don't let it get to you and eat you alive even though it's hard and just to have a more positive outlook on things i think we are in a day and age where it's really hard sometimes to be grateful for the stuff that is happens on a daily basis So once you're more grateful for the little things, it makes it even more grateful in those big moments to not just go down that rabbit hole. So even when I have a long drive to LA now, I try to be like, thank you Lord for getting me there safely and back because I could have been in a car accident today and I may not be here. When I was super sick last week with a stomach bug, the day I felt 50% better, I was like, thank you, Lord, so much for my health. Because two days ago, I couldn't get up more than five minutes to walk without feeling exhausted. So, um, you know, it's so easy to compare once again, with Instagram, with kids, with Mm -hmm. husbands, and all these different things. But if you give yourself a second to really think about should I say this comment? Should I lash out? Should I raise my voice at my child? Should I, um, you know, get so frustrated that they're on their 10th tantrum of the day or just say, it is what it is they are 2 It's going to happen. <laughs> Put it in your head. It's going to happen. And I think it makes <laughs> it so much easier to be such a more fulfilled, happy person that other people want to be around and you're outlook on your days and your life will completely change once you let go of getting upset about the little things that honestly, if you get upset about it, it's just affecting your day, not anybody else's, you know, like your son, my, my son might be upset if I get frustrated with him, but it's going to eat at me longer than it eats at him. So I think that's probably the best advice I could give because I know that it's changed a lot into my life. And I think if everybody did a little bit more of that because we're on such a go, go, go timeframe nowadays compared to back in the day when it was much more slower, um, it'll really give you a more positive, joyful, life and make it that much easier for you to be kind to other people instead of having a quick action response that you may regret later that was very long that was great <laughs> no,
1: no no that was good i'm i'm gonna have to clip that and make that like uh like how joe rogan does the clips you do <laughs> that now i mean that no that's really good advice and that's honestly something that i need to work on and when you said really what sparked me um was when you said the just thanking god for the little thing just the driving i have to like that's something i know i really need to work on it's just tiny moments where it's like you know what god didn't have to do that thank you
0: god didn't have to do that thank you so it's so easy that i bring this up because my husband and i would get like we've never yelled at each other but we get in like I call him bickermans, right? I'll say we're arguing. He's like yeah. we're talking because we're talking in Anyways, um, we, I used to get so like frustrated with him if we'd be running late for something because I am such an on time mm-hmm. person, and most of the time we run late because of him. And it's so funny how you just never know why that could be happening. Like if you left two minutes earlier, where you would you be in a car accident because you left two yeah. minutes earlier? And we, um, my son and I actually had a shoot for a stroller company on Tuesday and literally as we were about to get to the house, um, we're waiting to like basically drive up to a stoplight and a car just like came across like where I had to slam on Uh my brakes and everything. And I remember in that moment, same thing, I could have been so angry and been like, this guy, you know, and like gone off. And yeah, I literally yeah. remember in that moment being like, Thank you for not having SBT bone right now. Because Yeah. I could have same thing set me off and so frustrated when I got to the shoot, but instead I was like, I'm so grateful because that would have been so bad. Like we probably both would be in an ambulance on the way to our hospital with as fast as that guy was going and we were at the stop. So um i think it's you don't see in the moment why it could be a blessing Mm -hmm. but that's why if you just quiet yourself and just have a moment to be like is this really worth having an argument is this really worth getting myself worked up um you can start to see the more beautiful moments in life of why maybe things happened a certain way they did
1: yeah wow Beautiful. Um, thank you so, so much for coming on. I really appreciate this. This was a really great conversation. It was great to hear your perspective on so many things. If anyone wants to follow you on social media um, or anything like that, plug all your stuff.
0: Um, I'm at Pamela Jean Noble pretty much on everything. So <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, YouTube, and unfortunately TikTok too. <sighs>
1: Oh, you're on TikTok. The tickety talk with
0: the kids. I actually <laughs> had to do it for a charity that I like helped support. Yeah. So they needed like me to post it on TikTok. So sometimes I just post my reels that I already do on Instagram on there. Yeah. Um, but my husband gets so me crap to about do. it every single time. He's always <laughs> like, You need to delete the Chinese propaganda. And I'm like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, babe, come on. <laughs>
1: It took me a really long time to get onto the TikTok. Is everyone like everything I've read? Everyone I talked to that's like an influencer has a. Lot, they're like you have to be on TikTok, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. And then I was like, oh, that they say it's the best way to like get exposure, get people to see your stuff. So I'm on TikTok too. I get it. Um, thank you again for coming on, uh, everybody listening. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share um however you want to get this out um and i think this is another great episode to share with people who are not necessarily political and they might not necessarily call themselves christians but i think it's just still a really great episode for them to listen to just to hear a different perspective and you know we learn a little bit of things about hollywood we also learned some stuff about motherhood and we got great advice so i think this is a great episode to share um, trying to think of anything
0: else. Is there anything else you want to add? Last thing or anything? Uh, I think that's it. But I'm an open book, so like if you ever want to talk or you know pick my brain or just become friends, um, send me an Instagram message. I feel like some people are always like they'll tell me like I'm so scared to talk to you, but like I'm a normal person. So um, <laughs> please send me a DM if anybody wants to you know pick my brain or become friends. I'm not. I don't bite. <laughs>
1: Yay. All right. You heard that here, folks. You can message her and it's no big deal. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms.